I'm Julianne DeLynn Hatton, and you're listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. This series will discuss the Prophet Joseph Smith and the authenticity of the gospel he restored. I'll be speaking with Michael R. Ash, author of the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Welcome, Michael Ash. Hi, Julianne. This week's topic is New World Writings. Mm-hmm. Why is writing an issue at all when it comes to the authenticity of the Book of Mormon? Well, for the very fact that in order to have the record that was translated into what we know as the Book of Mormon, uh, there had to have been writing. Uh, Joseph Smith claimed that he had these uh, plates with the appearance of gold with some sort of ancient writing on them that through the power of God he was able to translate into the Book of Mormon text. So if Joseph Smith's story is real, then there has to have been some sort of ancient writing in the time period from about, uh, you know, uh, 600 B.C. to 400 A.D., which is where the Book of Mormon takes place. Uh, So if there's a complete lack of writing um, from the ancient New World then that means either one, it ha- you know, something hasn't been found or that the Book of Mormon, you know, obviously has no lake to stand on. But that's not what we find. Before we go into evidence, I'd like to ask you, who could write back in Book of Mormon times? Back in all ancient cultures, or virtually all ancient cultures, not everybody was literate. In fact, even in, in the modern world, that there are uh, parts of the world where a number of people are less literate or, or maybe non-literate. Um, and usually it was officials in the priestly craft or in the government um, that they would have to take some sort of records. And so the general populace, for the most part, was probably not able to read and write. But you had people that were trained, almost like in, in, in biblical times, you had scribes. They went to school and they would learn how, and then they would copy the ancient manuscripts. Um, again, in biblical times, a lot of people weren't literate. And, and uh, uh, in ancient Mesoamerica, most likely the majority of people weren't literate either. And this has been the criticism of the Book of Mormon by some critics who have said nobody could write during that time. Yeah, in fact, I, I quote one critic who uh, was wrote as recently as 1985, which uh, t- to me, at my age, doesn't seem like that far, uh, <laughs> that long ago, but mm-hmm. it you know, goes back now 30 years. But nevertheless, you know, 150 years after the Book of Mormon uh, came forth, and this critic in 1985 wrote, says, the Book of Mormon was supposedly written during the period in question, you know, talk about the Book of Mormon period, but there is no evidence that Indians had anything other than simple pictorial writing at the time, so they wrote no books. And, and what he's talking about here is is uh, pictographs. Um, I, I spent a little bit of time in, in southern Utah just recently in Moab, and, and there's some areas there where you could find on the, the stone walls these pictographs, and, and they're um, they're not books, they're, they're drawings, and, and I don't want to say like cave drawings, but I guess in a sense that's kind of the same thing. So they would draw uh, something that meant uh, either had a symbolism to them, religious, or something just from their environment. Uh, and, and so somebody else in their culture might have been able to look at it and understand, hey, this is a symbol of something, but it certainly isn't uh, telling a, a story in the way that we perceive it to be and, and nothing along the lines of a book. And, and that's exactly what the critic was was claiming in ni- as late as 1985, and that's because for for majority of uh, 
past history, people didn't know that uh, ancient Americans wrote in books. There's a lot made in the Book of Mormon by certain authors saying, I'm the writer, I'm the abridger. Were these the priestly class? Yes, definitely, because they would have, like most things, again, in the ancient old world, that there was uh, some sort of familial connection to it, you know, passed on from father to son. Um, Most of the societies were patriarchal, and so you had you know, male descendants that were trained in these types of things. And, and, and uh, you know, that, that's how kingships came about. And many times that's how, uh, e- even in our own uh, um, history of the priesthood, we see it passing on many times from father to son. And so the uh, sacred covenant or, or sacred obligation of, of retaining the plates and adding to them, keeping them safe and writing on them uh, would have been something that they were trained to do. So they would have been trained in, in how to, in fact, Nephi talks about this, that, you know, he was trained in uh, uh, things, you know, in, in, from the ancient old world as far as uh, reformed Egyptian and stuff. Well, this would have been carried on into the new world is that you had uh, a select number of people that had to study and understand how to read these ancient writings and how to write them down. So when the Book of Mormon makes a big deal about, uh, you know, so-and-so being the editors, because that was their job, at least one of their jobs. It was a very important job to them. So it was like they were the family scribe. Yeah, family scribe. And like I said, didn't always have to pass on from father to son, but usually there was some sort of connection like that. It had to be somebody trusted uh, somebody that almost like keys being passed down to, um, you, you know, you had mentor and mentee, and uh, um, it was typically done in a setting that w- that uh, belonged to a patriarchal order. But uh, you know that 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 did change uh, at times, perhaps. Is there evidence that there was complex writing during Book of Mormon times? Yes, there actually is, um, and that's an interesting one because it's. There, there's a lot to be said about it. We're going to talk a little more in detail as some of this uh, these podcasts go on. But basically, we know from actual archaeological evidence that there were complex writing systems, that there were uh, books. In fact, there are a number of books, you know, anywhere from uh, four or more that were written, written on bark um, and this was type almost like a papyrus back in Egypt. Uh, this was something soft and pliable that that could be more easily written on with you know types of paints, but they were folded together almost like an accordion style. And we have remnants of some of these uh, books. I, I'm not sure how many we have now. Like so, what else has been found? But uh, there's at least a few uh, that were um, have been mentioned at various times by non-LDS scholars, and so we know that there was a writing system in place um, and that there was people trained that knew how to write this. Describe the codices. The the word, in fact, the word codex comes from, uh, it means trunk of a tree. So it would have been the bark, and, and it's almost like an ancient pulp, I guess, in a sense, that would have been uh, painted or drawn on, and uh, codex being the singular and the codices being the plural of this. And uh, it wasn't necessarily unique to the ancient uh, American culture. You know, p- people throughout history might have done this as well. But uh, like I said, it's in the right right place. Now, I'm, I'm reluctant to say exactly the right time because the codices that we have 
so far found are, are all much later than the Book of Mormon, period. Um, but nevertheless, it shows that an ancient writing system was in place, that there were people that knew how to uh, actually tell a story, uh, relate information in, in a book-type form, and kept these books uh, in, in, like I said, kind of an accordion-style folded uh, conglomeration um, where other people could relay this information to uh, those that either were literate or non-literate. And there's no reason to believe that these were not passed down for generations and generations, this writing, is there? Exactly, because writing is not something that just pops up. You know, all kinds of writing takes time to develop. So seeing that there's a sophisticated writing in place uh, that has survived since after Book of Mormon times suggests that there would have been at least earlier forms of this available uh, in Book of Mormon times. So what happened to the books? Well, because they were written on bark, the, these codices, most, most of them would have just disappeared from deterioration in time. Uh, we're talking about humid climates and, and written on something that's porous and easily rotted and destroyed. Um, the other problem was that when the Spaniards came, they saw these writings and, and uh, um, they they had people that could read them, minds that could read them, them and, and told a little bit of what was contained on them and it was viewed as, uh, as one person said, superstitions and lies of the devil. So the bishops who were in charge uh, and oversaw the, the Mayan people who had these codices basically made them uh, burn the codices. They, they were destroyed. And it, it's, uh, it's only because a couple of them survived that we know about them. And, and like I said, there's been a, a handful, uh, you know, maybe up to six that have uh, um, that are still existent today, but there were pro probably hundreds, at least from what descriptions we have of the Spaniards, hundreds of these codices at one point, and they were all just burned. Now, again, because these were late documents, we, we don't need to think that these were early Book of Mormon documents that were burned. Um, that They probably wrote about things that maybe had nothing to do with the Book of Mormon. But the point being that all of these priceless documents had been destroyed, perhaps almost all of them destroyed. If the other surviving handful would have been destroyed, we may never have actually known about their existence other than uh, some mentions uh, from them about the Spaniards. We wouldn't be able to examine them. But uh, it does show that this type of writing was in place, that there were at one point hundreds of these documents around, which suggests again that there was some sort of sophisticated writing in place for, for probably uh, centuries prior to the Spaniards coming, and that would have put it right into the time frame of uh, the Book of Mormon. And so once again, we have a, another piece of evidence that matches what we know from the ancient New World. Now, I should also point out that geographically speaking, because there is, there's debate, we've talked about this a little bit before, uh, different people, uh, Latter-day Saints, believe the Book of Mormon happened in one place or another. In the Mesoamerican area is the only place that we know that there was sophisticated writing in ancient times. None of the other locations that are suggested for a Book of Mormon geography have any evidence for this. So that's another strong suggestion that the Book of Mormon actually took place in uh, Mesoamerica. Thank you, Michael Ash. Thank you, Julianne. 
Thanks for listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. I'm your host, Julianne Delin Hatton, inviting you to keep the faith. Michael R. Ash is the author of the book, Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Faith and Reason is produced by Tom Hatton with music courtesy of Arthur Hatton. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can support this podcast by subscribing to it in iTunes and by rating it and writing a review. Questions or comments can be sent to podcast at fairmormon.org or you may join the conversation at fairblog.org.